0: This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast.
1: Today is Wednesday, October 4th. 2023. I'm Stan Friedman, and this is Franchise Today. Well, I've got yet another powerhouse conversation coming up today with yet another dynamic woman in franchising, Denessa Attaya. But before I tell you more about that, Please join me in thanking Pivolv President Julie Cartwright, last week's guest and rising star of franchising, for all the boxes that she checked, both in helping us learn about the brand and disruptive new modality for women's fitness, but also for talking too about the care and intentionality of how they are bringing the p brand and franchise opportunity to market as well. Julie and her team have surrounded themselves with industry professionals to guide them as they navigate for long-term sustainable growth on their journey to scale, and they are clearly well on their way. This is a brand and team to keep an eye on as they roll through emerging on their way to franchising at the enterprise level. Which brings us to today's conversation with Janessa Itaya, a superstar woman in franchising operating for years in leadership of brands both at the emerging as well as enterprise levels. When I return in two minutes or less, it will be my pleasure to introduce you to Danessa Itaya, president of Five Star Franchising's Bio One Inc.
0: Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors.
1: Franchisors of restaurants, bars, and grills, and multi-unit franchisees, listen up. This message is for you. If you're looking to engage guests elevate profits and enhance your customer experience, Atmosphere TV is the answer. What's Atmosphere, you ask? Atmosphere is the world's number one streaming TV service for businesses, here to help you make more and save big on overpriced cable packages. Atmosphere provides you with a free programming option, bringing more than 60 ultra-engaging audio-optional channels designed to please customers and increase their average ticket. So, How does it work? Well, it's easy. Upon sign-on, Atmosphere sends you a free device, loaded with over 60 channels of eye-grabbing entertainment. From news and sports to viral videos and fuzzy animals, every channel is family-friendly and designed to keep your customers happy and engaged. Plus, thanks to Atmosphere's 100% audio-optional format, the programming is perfect for any setting, no matter how loud or busy. So, stop playing and paying overpriced cable. Go with free TV instead. Just go to Atmosphere.tv forward slash sign up and use the code franchise and Atmosphere will waive the usual one-time $99 activation fee for your free to stream device. Visit Atmosphere online at Atmosphere.tv and remember, use the code franchise to waive your one-time activation fee. Visit Atmosphere.tv to elevate your franchise's entertainment experience today bio one inc is the first crime and trauma scene cleaning franchise with over one hundred locations operating in forty-one states bio one is committed to providing excellent service in recovery and suicide cleanup homicide cleanup hoarding situations, drunk removal, deceased animal recovery, and much, much more. Leading the charge, BioOne President Danessa Italia is no stranger to franchise leadership in the service brand space. In fact, she brings 30 years of experience in franchising, with 10 of those years serving in national and international roles, growing what are now household brand names like Molly Maid, Maid Right, and Property Management Inc., Denessa also serves on the IFA's Women in Franchising Committee and was named one of Entrepreneur's Top Influential Women in Franchising in 2022. With her lead-by-example style, Denessa's excited to embrace the culture of help first and continue making a difference in the lives of others. Denessa Itayo, welcome to Franchise Today.
2: Thanks for having me. This is this is great. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
1: I'm always looking forward to talking with people who have been there and done it. And when you and I have as many as 900 and some odd first tier LinkedIn connections, there's no question in anyone's mind that you've done it because we know too many of the same people. It tells you what a small world we live in.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's part of the charm.
1: So Danessa, we're going to have to really figure out how to squeeze all this into our allotment of time, because there's just so much to talk about with somebody that's got your experience. But before we get to the current day, we have to go back to the beginning and talk about what it was that you were doing when franchising knocked on your door and and took you in a direction that you probably didn't go to school to study for. When was that and what did it look like?
2: Oh gosh, so it was back in uh, 1994 and uh, my husband had actually, we actually, lived in California but had moved to Michigan for his job and we were about nine months into that uh, they were going to move us back in back to california and uh and I saw this opportunity to go and interview with Molly maid and they were looking for an accounting assistant and I was just looking for something to kind of fill my days until we moved back to California. And I told my husband, I said, listen, it's always good to work on your interviewing skills. And because, you know, I'll need to go back and get a job when we get back home and went and met with uh, the folks that Molly made and just an amazing experience. Um, You know, when you, you just hit it off, you just click right away and uh and by the time i got home uh they had called and made me an offer and was it uh at molly made for 19 years by then it had had evolved into uh then service brands international and had added additional brands but it was fun i mean like you said nobody says gosh i'm going to well maybe they do now but back then um i wasn't looking for a job in franchising i was looking for something to Keep me out of trouble during the day. And so I applied to it for an accounting assistant position. My job was to enter royalty reports. So this was pre, I don't know, maybe we were just low tech back then, but my job was to enter royalty reports into the system. So I was really good at the 10 key and um, proceeded to recognize that there was some really neat opportunities to learn about franchising, learn about franchise support, learn about. Uh, legal and franchise compliance and, and training and operations. And it was the perfect venue to be able to really learn as the company grew. And it afforded me lots of opportunities to be able to wear different hats while I was there and it was re- recognizing it was a brand that really invested in their team as, as they grew and they were willing to kind of take a shot on anybody who's willing to roll up their sleeves and learn about franchising and enjoyed talking to people and helping them understand their business the business model and and continue to grow so when you get a run like that and you get leaders with vision and and passion that is shared with with their team Uh, And they can see a vision for their career to continue to grow. You stay there a while. And many of my very best friends came from from working at Service. Okay.
1: So So I don't usually do gotchas on Franchise Today. I don't try to surprise my guests. But I'm going to surprise you because I talked to a good friend of mine named David McKinnon yesterday. And David said, when I told him who I'm interviewing this week, he said, ask Danessa to tell you about her first day on the job at Molly Maid. What happened to her on the first day? Any memories?
2: (laughs) Oh, he is never going to forgive me for this. (laughs) This is great. This is great. Well, I did not tell them this for a long time. Um, But on my very first day, I was a little nervous. So I called out sick on my very first day. And at that point in time, I was working directly for Karen, so his wife. And and so I told Karen that many years later, and she was shocked. But it was, yes, my very first day, I called out sick. And so I don't know if the lesson learned is there, you know, give a girl a chance, a second chance, because it it definitely paid off. But, yeah, I haven't done that to this day. but. As you know, I recognized it was something amazing. I was a little nervous.
1: Well, I think they probably recognized something a little amazing in you too, because look at the different roles that you took over those years. Just walk us through some of the positions and leadership that you grew into.
2: Yeah. So like I mentioned, I started out in accounting and it, my mom was wise. She said, um, I started going to school for history. She said, history's great. Love that you enjoy it. However, we go to school for something that you can actually do something for. And so I took some accounting classes and ended up doing that. So... Worked my way up, Um, had a great mentor in Karen, and did that for uh, several years until we had our first child. Uh, And at that point, I decided that I was ready for a change. And they said, well, that's great. We'd love for you to learn the legal aspect of uh, franchising. And so I got to learn all about franchise disclosure documents, which back then was called the UFOC. And it was a really great opportunity for me to um, not only understand that, but to be able to learn... We had recently expanded into additional brands who were opening up in Canada. And so then the opportunity to learn about how do we expand brands into Canada and some of the unique things about that. So I was our director of license administration there for a couple of years. And then I said, okay, this is really interesting, but I don't love being the bad guy all the time. So <laughs> they said, well, at that point, we were big enough to bring on a full time director of human resources. And they said, Everybody comes and sits in your office and tells you all their problems anyway. Why don't we just pay you for that and make that your job? So I did that. Really enjoyed that. Had the opportunity to hire and bring on some amazing talent. So I think uh, while I was there, we hired Meg Roberts and Rob Goggins and Alex Roberts started about that time. So names that you're probably familiar with.
1: All of the above.
2: Yeah. So it was fun to be around just amazing people like that. Then I had the opportunity, they came to me and they said, Danessa, you know, California. At that point in time, California was doing something really interesting and really tightening down the issues with workers' comp and residential cleaning and making it really hard. Like uh, the workers' comp rate was more expensive to be a house cleaner in California than it was to be an oil rigger in Saudi Arabia. And it became very, very expensive to operate a residential cleaning business in California. And so for that, they said, hey, Vanessa, you know California and you know HR. And so let's move you over to operations. And we'd love for you to work closely with our California franchisees who are going through this and come up with some unique ways to to help them continue to grow their business and so i did that and once i got into the operations side of molly made it was really just a neat opportunity to build those relationships and be able to celebrate successes and at the same time be the shoulder that they lean on when things aren't going exactly as they thought while we were doing that molly made and service friends had started a, a philanthropy called the as molly foundation which was designed to provide assistance to families who were affected by domestic violence, and they did that through the support of domestic violence shelters and safe houses across the country. And it was a neat way to be able to give back to the community. This is something that Karen had started, and I was thrilled to be able to be a part of that and was able to work with our franchisees there we built it up to a point where franchisees participating were able to say that a portion of every cleaning that they did went back to the Ms Molly Foundation and in turn then went back to local safe houses and shelters all across the country.
1: Fantastic.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's fun to be in an in an industry where you get to work with families to be able to help them achieve the American dream by owning their own business and building generational wealth then, at the same time, then helping them be really tied to their community through programs like this.
1: Okay. So what came next, Danessa?
2: So after that, I had the opportunity. I was approached by a company that had a very successful commercial cleaning master franchise concept and had been franchising it for many years. And they approached me to join them as they started a residential cleaning master franchise concept. And so the opportunity to create something from the ground up, having seen all of the things that you say, gosh, I wish if we could do this all over again, I wish we could do it this way, or I would have implemented this, or we would have been better at how we award territories, or we would have started with a national marketing fund right out of the gate, or we would have had a really more selective about the franchisees that we bring in. All the things that when you're well-funded and you kind of get a clean sheet and you get to start over, that you want to do. So I, at that point in time, I joined the Jan Pro, which then became a premium franchise brand right. as they added Made Right. And so I had the opportunity to build Made Right, move down to your neck of the woods. I and remember you started yep. showing
1: up at Southeast Franchise Forum meetings. I do remember that.
2: Yeah, it was fun. It was smart. They were smart. They started to talk to me during the middle of winter. They said, oh, Atlanta's beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> they
1: yeah, were they smart. That hand, right? <laughs> <laughs> So you spent some time there helping them get their act started with a brand new brand, the right way, taking full advantage of your years of experience. You gave them a little bit more than five years, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did. I did. And and I loved it. And it was, for all the reasons that you love franchising, it took it to the level of the person who's actually performing the service. And so these are people who never thought that they could own a business. And so being able to provide a business model, helping them get customers, helping provide the marketing, and then they could go out and perform the service or start to hire teams and be able to continue to build their business. So it was a different model and uh, really, really satisfying to do. Well, then
1: take us from and, there to property management, because we're going to roll into the break after we've talked about it and still leave plenty of time to talk about this incredible role you're in now with BioOne. So let's round off the first half with property management. And tell us about that was another four year stint.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Made Right was sold. And at that point in time, Property Management Inc. had uh, been reaching out and, and I kind of been pushing them off because I had a senior in high school. And so with that, they called me a year later and said, hey, how about now? Is now a better time? And I said, "Your timing was impeccable. So we moved out west, out to Utah, and I joined the team at Property Management Inc. And really a neat opportunity to take a very fast paced growing business and franchise brand and helping them continue to define and solidify their franchise offering. They, for PMI, they were an amazing, huge growth. I mean, just the ability that with the popularity of vacation short-term rentals, with the industry of HOA management, not really, no real brand names established there. And then the ability to really bring some credibility and systems and processes to long-term property management, commercial and residential was huge. It was huge. And so it was great to join the team over there and being able to build some infrastructure there and being able to really lead the team. We did a lot of things in four very short years and pretty proud of the things that were accomplished over there.
1: I just find the unique thread in the number of people that I get to talk with across different disciplines in franchising and across dozens of years, how many people came through that Molly made David and Karen McKinnon foundational beginning to launch and grow careers that have just done amazing things. And it's great that you have that sense too of culture as much as you do the brand because in leadership development and bringing people up, we've got to bring them up with that mindset of franchising, not just the secret sauce of whatever the brand is that you may be working in. And I think that's the power of the success for people like you and those that again that were touched by David and Karen and their early stages of growth in the franchise world.
2: Absolutely. We joke around at every IFA, we're going to have a Service Brands International <laughs> University T-shirt <laughs> to everybody who had gone through service brands just because it was it was it was it's amazing culture. It was an amazing just opportunity opportunity to continue to grow. And as they added additional brands, there were opportunities presenting itself. And so, yeah, consider myself very, very fortunate to be a part of that.
1: Well, let's take a quick break right here. And when we come back, let's get into the meat of what it is you're doing now, because this is going to surprise some people, I think, just because people tend to stereotype a man's role or a woman's role. You're in a role now leading the charge at Bio One and doing decontamination and biohazard cleanup. But I can't wait to hear you tell us about that. And we're going to do it right on the other side of this break. We're talking today with Denessa Italia, president of Bio One, and she's also been honored in 2022 by Entrepreneur as one of top influential women in franchising. We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere.
0: Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from
1: our sponsors. In today's world, for sustainable growth, franchisors must apply systems that manage and support all aspects of franchise development, from getting units open and operating, to supporting operations in the field, managing legal and compliance, royalty management, and franchisee location and ownership information and records management, sometimes across multiple brands. And they must be able to report on all that data on demand. Are you confident that your current tools are delivering that to you today, much less achieving it to your satisfaction? Well, time to say hello to FRM Solutions, because FRM does all that and more. With open APIs, associated data can be pushed or pulled from anywhere to FRM. That's why franchise administrators, legal teams, and franchise executives at some of America's largest and multi-branded portfolio companies rely upon FRM Solutions as their single source of truth. And if that's not enough, FRM can identify single or multi-unit franchisee records across multiple brands within your portfolio of concepts, delivering you the power of one, the one and only tool for seamless multi-brand franchise relationship management. And that power of one applies too if you're an established and fast-growing single concept franchise. In either case, FRM scales with your company and helps you grow your business. Forget about building a custom system and say good riddance to inflexible products. FRM is customizable and upgrades are included. It even integrates with Outlook, Gmail and text messaging, making it fully functional within your native environments. It's time to simplify your life and compound your success. Do it today with the power of one, and that one is FRM Solutions. Find them online at FRMSolutions.com and order up a demo today. And the conversation today with Denessa Itaya, president of Bio One, continues. And Denessa, we kind of went into break with me kind of quipping a little bit about how we sometimes stereotype who would be in what role in a given type of a position. But in the world of decontamination and biohazard cleanup, I think of that as a man's world, but I guess it's just me being old fashioned. <laughs>
2: You know, it's really interesting. So when I joined Bio One, it was a hundred percent female led team, which I was amazed. And I've been doing this for a while. And in any of the roles I've had, I've never had such a strong female leadership team. And, and so I was wondering about that. Bio One is part of five star franchising, and that's not the case for the other brands. And so it was really interesting. But there are a couple things that kind of rang true, or, or one of the things that I really learned is I got to know Bio One a little bit more more. As you mentioned, this is an industry that has created a bit of a a name for itself in the sense that we all love true crime, true crime podcasts. We all have our favorites we're all kind of armchair detectives and so it's created a little bit of sensationalism in this industry everything from video to stories to like we talked about podcasts and I think the flip side to that is the need at bio one to be able to deliver a service at a time when it is sometimes these people's worst day of their life and so with that there's a level of empathy and caring and it's not the same that men aren't empathetic or caring. But what I found is that that level, it is very much a key differentiator for Bio1. And it's interesting because I've been in business for a while and I love talking about P and profitability and EBITDA and all of those things. but for Bio one, their tagline, our tagline is Help first, business second. When I first saw that, I'm like, well, I don't know if I'd buy that because this is a franchise. This is a business model. We're here to make money, here to create a generational wealth. But the more I dug into it, I saw that if you do the first, if you do the help first, the business second naturally comes. And so with that, being able to really highlight and talk about the fact that this is a business that requires people to, not just the franchisee, but also the person who's out in the field doing this business has that level of empathy, has that level of caring. And then as I continue to do my due diligence on this, just like every other consumer, I went to their Google reviews and I looked at them and I was shocked at the number of reviews that directly mentioned the person who came out to help. Joe came out and explained the process. He didn't rush through it. He was very professional. He helped my family and with a need that we couldn't even fathom being able to take care of. So you hear things like that, people being named. And that for me said, yep, that's what help first, business second looks like. So I don't know if that's more female versus male, but it is the culture that we continue to promote it at BioOne. And the the franchisees are very, very protective of it.
1: Well, I think it's grand. And I think, you know, the truth is when you stop and think about it, which I've been doing listening to you, you watch the news at night and you see first responders. It's men, women, black, white, brown. It's all forms of life that are in those first responder roles. And I always stand in awe of those who can answer the call for things that you confront on crime or suicide scenes or the kinds of things that you'd be looking at medical waste disposal. Those are things that it takes a certain breed of person to have the constitution to be able to face that and go home and not have a problem with your own psychology at night. Right. So right. I don't think it matters much, man or woman, so much as it does, where do they reach for that special part of their DNA?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It is something that being in this industry, I've also learned that there are a number of ways that that our franchisees manage that. But the big piece of it, the big thing that for them says, hey, this is our why, is the fact that they're helping people. So they get to have this amazing business model. In addition, they're helping people in a time of need and are able to be so closely tied to their community. And it's a really interesting model. You know, you look at a lot of home service franchises and having been a part of many of them, you know that this is a tough job. And like you said, we're seeing things that people may never see in their life. And some of our franchisees see this every single day. And so it starts to wear on you, but the franchisee satisfaction rate is off the charts. Mm -hmm. You know, we do our annual franchise business review survey and consistently it is well above the benchmark because of that component of in this business, we are helping other people.
1: Well, you are first responders. There's no question about it. And I think that there's again there's that certain fraternal or maternal or I don't know it's it's like a sisterhood or a brotherhood it goes deeper than just a job that's how I feel about people that are in those roles let's spend a minute or two talking about your role in leadership in IFA and your work in promoting women in franchising that probably is a big reason why entrepreneurs saw what they saw in naming you a top influential woman in franchising talk to us some about the work you do there
2: Yeah, I am, I'm a firm believer in giving back. I look back at my career. I I think I've truly, truly been blessed by so many people who helped me along the way. And so for me, I look at that and say, hey, it's, I, I wanna make sure that I give back as well. And so being a member of the Women in Franchising Network and the committee there at IFA is a great way for us to be able to continue to highlight and to and promote women in leadership. I read lots of books on this. and <laughs> For me, I look at it, it's, sometimes it's hard. It's hard to speak up. And when you're in a room full of men and feel like, oh, they're smart, I'll let them talk. And, and so, being able to kind of make sure that you recognize and that you remind yourself hey, everything I have to say is just as important as the guy sitting next to me or the woman sitting next to me. We're all here because we're highly qualified, highly talented people in helping promote that. And so, I love programs like the IFA has. I help the some of these 30 under 30 mentoring groups. It's fun. It's fun to be able to continue to help and mentor. And I'm not sure who's learning more. I find that a lot of times with some of the younger generation, I am learning so much from them and how they look at things and their approach. And hopefully it's a two-way lane there, two-way street.
1: I think post-COVID, a lot of people are looking more at that. With a more acute eye, because I feel like after millennials and Gen Xers and beyond, there's a lot more importance placed on things other than just money. And if you don't recruit to the needs of that generation and they trade in multiple currencies, not just money, how many people are you going to miss in terms of bringing on good people to develop in your brand? So that's a great nugget to share with this audience because it's just not about money anymore. It's about more than that. It's satisfaction and safety. It's doing well by doing good. It's making a mark on the world. All those things are currencies and younger people are trading in that in in a big, big way.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because... The other thing that COVID taught us is that we actually had to learn how to work remotely. And and so I am probably right there with every other person or old school thinker who feels like the best work is done in the office. Even through COVID, I was a big proponent of how do we get the team back in the office? But what I learned is that when you open it up, your ability to tap into amazing talent is no longer strictly dedicated to the town that you live in. And I learned that from someone else is, hey, why are you limiting yourself? Why are you limiting yourself to someone who just lives in Utah or just lives in Denver? And being able to say, I want to be able to attract the very best talent I can. And sometimes they don't live in this town.
1: So true. Danessa, is there anything you wished I might've asked today and I
2: haven't? business models and different opportunities. I think the name of the game is they've got to find what fits them and the culture and the core values that align there. And I think part of being part of Five Star Franchising is really, they've done a really nice job at making sure that franchise candidates, employees all understand what our core values are. And we've talked a lot about core values, I feel like over the past couple of years, like you were talking about, post-COVID people are looking for companies that fit them. I think the same thing with the business models, is that it's important that people don't just have it printed on a piece of paper, that they actually truly live them. And that it's talked about everywhere from the CEO owner of the company all the way down to the guy who empties the trash at the end of the day. I feel like if that is disseminated all the way down, including to the franchise network, those are brands that I feel like have great relationships. Those are things to take into consideration when you're looking at building your brand or getting into a franchise.
1: Well said. What about some contact info for people to find you again after hearing you today?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love talking to people. Feel free to reach out to me at danessa.utaya at bio one inkcom or you can just visit our website at bio one and for franchise opportunities, bio1franchise.com.
1: Wonderful. Vanessa, it was a privilege and an honor to have you here today. Don't know why we waited so long to do it, but I'm glad we can check the box.
2: Thank you so much. This was fun.
1: Looking forward to seeing you out on the road. You too. Danessa Italia, president of Bio One. Thanks for joining us. Well, that does it for today. Join me again next week and every Wednesday at noon Eastern as I drop brand new interviews with some of the most dynamic, interesting, and successful executives in franchising. Next week, we'll be joined by my old friend, Tom Wood, President and CEO of Floor Coverings International, the number one floor covering franchise in North America, with more than 250 locations across the USA and Canada. Until then, I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out.
0: Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.